0: Again, this is another episode of Sit Down with Shabib. I am your host, Shabib, and we have a special guest, good friend of mine. Introduce yourself, man.
1: Uh, Shabib, thank you for calling <laughs> me a special guest. I appreciate that.
0: You looked very, you looked at me very when You said <laughs> Shabib right there. Shabib,
1: <laughs> uh, what's going on, guys? I'm Brendan. I've known Shabib for what I'd argue too. It's too long. Yeah, not too long.
0: Too long. <laughs> I'm. Um, I'm I'm happy to be here. Thanks for thinking of oh, me. Thanks okay. for inviting me of on. Of course. Anytime, man. Anytime. Um, so, as I've told you beforehand. How are you doing, by the way? I, I haven't seen you all day. I saw you yesterday. Not I'm too doing long pretty ago, well. I
1: was stressing yesterday. Yeah, I had feel a that. a couple of big things for a couple of classes I had to tighten how up. How did that go? Super well. Couldn't ask for better. That's nice. You love to hear it. Good Uh. Good beginning to the end of the semester. That's that's what you like to hear. Yeah, that's, that's always that's what you like to hear. That's all you can ever ask for.
0: Honestly, yeah. But um, what I wanted to talk about today... I wanted to discuss um, mundanity. mundanity, the word mundanity. You're familiar with mundanity. We're all familiar with mundanity. Who isn't? Yeah, because life's a pretty mundane thing sometimes. Yeah. That's just what it is. For better or for worse. You want to know what actually got me to think about this topic? I didn't tell you this, but all right. Alright, so you ever see like those pharmaceutical ads on television? They yeah. don't really exist outside yeah. of America, but just in America, they have these ridiculous pharmaceutical ads. They're the fakest thing in the right. world. Chimera, people
1: running yeah. through fields yeah. and picking like, up babies. And super
0: happy yeah. and smiling everywhere. Yeah. And like they go out with their friends and they're yeah. all drinking and whatnot, which is antithetical to... Tuberculosis
1: cause... isn't stopping this
0: girl from putting on her concert. <laughs> I know exactly what ad <laughs> you're talking about, too, with that. <laughs> like the same exact ad, too. Oh, my God. It, it They're pretty cringeworthy. Yeah. They're pretty cringeworthy. And they make something that is as mundane as pharmaceutical drugs not mundane. Right. Or seem not mundane, but really the cringiness and the clichedness of it kind of.
1: They're selling the feeling. They're showing the the end result of using the product because if they show you them using the product that's not interesting.
0: Is it really that crazy of a feeling though that you get from using Humera and um and I don't know what other drugs, Pfizer and whatever big farmers any pushing. But is it really that cool? I don't know when I take like an antibiotic, I'm like, all right, this is cool. Like, I'll be fine in, like a week from now. That's exciting. I mean, <laughs> That's exciting. It's you know they're
1: not they're not advertising like cold medicine. You know they're That's talking true. about they're talking about kind of illnesses that diabetes. You know, I'm, and I'm not, stuff like I'm, not that. I'm not advocating for the pharma industry, but from an advertising <laughs> point of view, yeah. you know they're 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 talking about bigger problems that are more persistent and saying like, look, you're living your life this way. Yeah. This thing is getting in the way of your uh your 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 quality of life. Yeah. This product. Can help you return to a more desirable quality of life. I get you,
0: but advertising is so misleading. But I mean, and I'm not. Sure. I, I don't want to get off topic. We could talk for about sure. that for days.
1: I'm sure, because advertising is my yeah exactly minor, yeah you could you could ramble and about what that. What I want it's it's probably when we c- when we get into the mundane mundanity of the life. Real world. I'm sure <laughs> the we'll mundane come back real to world. It. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, Thanksgiving just passed though, not too long ago, and I remember looking back on my Thanksgiving break. I didn't really anything i don't Mm -hmm. think i did a single thing to be completely honest i think i just sat around listened to joe rogan and that's it (laughs) i think i did ate ate a lot of food honestly that's that's,
1: the food part's the most important part
0: yeah it was cool like i saw my family that's i got some second most important (laughs) yeah like i got i got to what was it um i got to hang out with my brother which i don't get to see him that often so that was cool and all that but it was very it was what what i like to call luxury it was a few luxury days which mm-hmm. i feel like my luxury days and i'm pretty sure you can relate and as we get older we can all relate they're starting to get very numbered yeah, it seems as sure. if yeah. because we're just starting we're growing up we need to bear responsibilities that's just what we're doing right and it was cool i guess to take those so on, uh, to take those luxury days but I felt really sluggish and just super lame during it. And weirdly enough, when this week started and I started getting back into the swing of things, started waking up early finally and like doing I what I had I'm a tougher to do,
1: time than I usually do coming off of breaks.
0: Weirdly enough, I didn't at all. I felt just refreshed. I felt like I had this new I didn't have a new outlook, but I felt like I had a new outlook. It felt like you were revitalizing. Rested. Yeah. And it was it was weird though because it I was excited to apply to jobs you know yeah. I was excited to go well, over resume yeah I know you're, you're done with school I know in less than two weeks I'm yeah. done with school what, what's good with that that's crazy it's so it's not <laughs> <laughs> it's it's
1: weird for me because we've been going to school together since seventh grade sixth grade ten yeah. 2009 and, uh, and now I'm gonna still be in school and you're gonna and be all graduated off getting a 401k and all that. Life's a journey, man. We, can we curse on here? I don't know. You, we, we can curse occasionally. I was say no one's no I was one said say anything. 401ks and shit, but I just didn't know if they were like. I mean, no I don't one know if the FCC was gonna come after <laughs> me or anything like that. So
0: far, they haven't, and so far, none of the higher ups at WSGU have said anything to me. If they do, then I'll put an end to that. Pie's gonna barge down the door <laughs> with <any> big, uh, <laughs> with that big mug. He's ugly. Um... <laughs> But going back to mundanity though, it's, it got me scared this week in particular. I got really scared at one point looking at jobs and doing the whole process of applying everywhere and emailing recruiters and whatnot. I got really scared for a second because a lot of people, you see them, they're not enjoying themselves in life. It's very easy to not enjoy yourself because you get caught up in all the mundane nonsense you got to do. It, it, and I'm not criticizing those people. I don't want to criticize those people because often we get placed in circumstances that you can't control, that you just need. And you need to get money. You need to make yeah. it a living. You need to do things that will make you sufficient. And you
1: don't get the luxury of having those relaxing days off unless you've got some sense of stability.
0: Yeah, or if you're enjoying the fruits of your parents' labor, which right. thankfully we're able to. Um, or at least I'm able to. Well, I that's don't.
1: what we're talking about is that's a limited thing. As yeah, you get older – it is a limited thing. Start to kind of become a little bit more self-sufficient.
0: Yeah, and also a lot of people in general don't have that. Yeah. We're in the mi- very small minority. People talk about the 1% of the United States and whatnot. We're in the 1% of the entire world. For if sure. If you make more than $30,000 U.S. dollars a year, you're in the 1% of the entire world. Absolutely. So I think saying, look, I mean, obviously you can criticize the 1% or whatever, but yeah. you're probably in the 1% if you're criticizing the 1% because the people that aren't in the, that 1% don't have food. For sure, they don't have a lot of things like that, and complaining about mundanity is such a first world problem <laughs> in comparison is. to that. And I've got,
1: <laughs> I've got, I've got things to say about that in yeah. terms of this conversation. Yeah, um, that I'll get into later. But, yeah. but I think just as a little bit of a preface, your problems are not invalid no, because not. of your privilege. No, no, definitely you're, not. If you're like, you know, I have the iPhone seven and I want the iPhone eight. And my mom <laughs> is a bitch. <laughs> that's an invalid problem. But <laughs> well, no. but if you're but if but if you're if if you're in a in a privileged place yeah. and you've got a lot of opportunity in front of you yeah. and you're overwhelmed by that opportunity, if there's so many different things in front of you and you're like these things should be appealing to me and they're within my reach, but is this what I want? Mm. That's not an invalid concern.
0: Yeah, no, it definitely isn't. And also more than that as well. A lot of times, at least for myself, I feel like there's this guilt kind of when it comes to complaining about mon- just life and how mundane it is sometimes because then there's someone else like, oh, that's – it must be tough. you know? Right. <laughs> sucks for you. like. See,
1: and that's a problem because somebody – all it takes is really one person to try to invalidate those yeah. feelings and then suddenly something that you've never been insecure about becomes, becomes an insecurity very quickly now you're insecure
0: about the insecurity and that's just not that's not a hill you want to go once you down. get
1: more than a couple layers deep in that
0: you yeah. just shut down you're just rolling down a hill that does it gets more and more steep as it goes because and, who's going to
1: help you out of that
0: you know yourself that's really it that's it and how how are you going to help yourself out of it when you're going so fast down that hill and it's just getting it's steeper right. and steeper it's hard
1: you have to learn to want to help yourself first
0: yeah that's also a difficult thing as well and that's another thing about mundane the mundane nature of a lot of the things we have to do it's a lot of times you just got to do it that yeah. you just got to do it and that's whatever but you get caught up in it and then you see yourself going down that path that you don't want to go down in terms of hating your life basically and then it's you think how do you break that cycle exactly which, that's not an easy thing to do. The, I mean, there's, I guess, an easy answer, which is you do something that's meaningful. You find something that's meaningful. Mm-hmm. For everyone that's different. For me, that's making beats. For some people, that's whatever. For some people, it's training in jujitsu, which I need to get back into that. Right. But <laughs> some people, it's, uh, I don't know. But, but that's that's kind
1: of where I was going with that, is, is there are so many different avenues. Yeah. And with, with how accessible all this technology is to us, it's very easy for people to say you know you have no excuse to not go find the thing that you love your dream or whatever that's true um but sometimes it's tough sometimes
0: it's not as easy as a lot of people make it seem either just because you're sending like let's just say your dream job is working at um since james just mentioned it not too long ago universal music group right all right you send applications to every single department at universal music group all right you didn't get you don't get a single response back from anyone Mm -hmm. nothing Not a single goddamn thing gets back to you. That's kind of – it's not devastating, but it's definitely not the happiest thing when you're just like, oh, well, no one really wants to care about me. But then you also got to think there are probably hundreds of thousands of other people that are applying for all those positions as well, especially in New York. Especially in New York. You have to try
1: to find the right way to make yourself stand out, and that's – Tough. A lot I mean, of it's
0: also luck, too. A lot of it's just you knowing people knowing people, and getting lucky in a it's, lot of ways. Yeah. But you got to do things that are meaningful, but it's also very difficult to balance that meaning with things you just need to do to survive. For sure. To supply yourself and the people that you care about. The, the easiest and...
1: You know, most simple example of that is, you know, you go to L.A., everybody's trying to be an actor. Yeah. They're working their asses off going to classes. Yeah. And try Put that mic a little
0: bit. Just a little, a little bit closer to you. I'm just going to, you know what? Gonna, that that go. works. That's perfect. Go. I'm going to scooch in. I'm scooch and I'm in lean back.
1: i get nice and comfortable for
0: you, Should yeah, be, that's perfect, man. <laughs> uh,
1: these, these people are all trying to be actors. Yeah. And, but, like, you know, they're working two jobs mm. so they can live, so they can yeah. eat, so they can pay their rent. And you
0: ever hear Joey Diaz talk about how, like comedy to you know how lee is trying to be um i'm i should mention this to our viewers we're talking about the church of what's happening now it's a podcast with this comedian named joey diaz and his sidekick lee syatt i was gonna say <laughs> is he gonna say producer
1: co-host sidekicks the best I mean, way it, no those no work too those sidekick too. is the best i could
0: have called him the flying jew like joey <laughs> diaz does but i decided not to um but he was – because Lee's an aspiring comedian, and he was telling him about how you got to make these ridiculous sacrifices, essentially, to be successful as a yeah. comedian. And a lot of those people in L.A., like you're saying, they're working two jobs, they're doing all these other things, and it's a difficult thing to balance where it's – where you want to supply yourself and be self-sufficient, but you also want to be happy and right. find that meaning that fulfills you. See, what I'm
1: what I'm trying to kind of get back to – what I was trying to allude to in the yeah. beginning was those are the people that, that, that know their dreams, right? Mm-hmm. And they, they, yeah. they don't know the steps and they don't know how they're going to get there. But they know, like, if I could snap my fingers and be anything in the world right now. It'd be that. It'd be that. Mm-hmm. What I don't think is talked about enough is there are a lot of young people who don't know. Like, they if, if they had a genie and it was like, you could wish to be anything you want. You know, a rock star. That's very or, true. Uh, this,
0: uh, this, uh, this they don't have an answer that's very true it's it's just it's difficult to find that yeah. thing that gives you your meaning too and i've been i've been really trying
1: to ponder why that is is there like a generational societal I, thing that like kind of led to this this whole i i, I think i don't know
0: I, I i've had a couple of ideas but there's a few there's a few ideas i have around that one could be uh we don't do i think we're leading not children, but young people, I guess, in the direction that's not... I don't think we're leading them in the right direction in a lot of ways. I don't think r- young people are taught responsibility in the w- in ways that they were taught in the past. I don't know. I wasn't alive in the past, <laughs> but obviously. Wow. But I don't think they're taught... There's a
1: nice, there's a nice spot in the studio wall right here for that <laughs> quote. You're I wasn't alive in, in the face. past. I wasn't alive in the past.
0: No, it should The quote should have been, I wasn't alive before I was born. Damn. <laughs>
1: My brain feels like that light <laughs> spinner in the ceiling right now. Oh,
0: uh, what was it? We can get real atmosphere. Let me show you something real atmospheric.
1: Oh, you can't go back now. Yeah, I can't. Um, perfect.
0: I, I, there's not a camera in here, so are, our listeners can't see. But I just turn off the lights, and there's like these strobe lights
1: around. It's not a strobe light. That's like a like a one of those one a of those kaleidoscope. Like, I don't disco know. Disco ball type, like colored light. I have no that spin idea around the ceiling.
0: I honestly, I don't. I don't know what they are. But it looks cool. And now that I turned off the actual light, it looks a lot more visually appealing.
1: Shabib knows the vibes in the studio of at, here at WSJU as
0: always. Actually, it's not me. I didn't set this up. Whoever did set it up, though, shout out to you at WSJU.
1: So as I've been as I've been doing a lot of this this final work for yeah. a couple of my classes, especially yeah. all these advertising classes. I'm, I'm a I'm a communications major, but mm-hmm. um, because it's such a broad kind of major, you can really choose any avenue. Yeah, within of course. Our college, and I kind of ended ended up just choosing advertising as a niche. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we're finishing up, like uh, the big project that I had today that was stressing me out was uh, this thing on. What will advertising be like in terms of how Gen Z will be different in the year 2025? Yeah. The, it was our, our crystal ball predictions. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, It was one of those assignments where at first you're like, this is insane. How am I going to do this? Mm-hmm. And then as my group kind of went along, insight after insight, reading a book, yeah. kind of figured things out. I got you. Um, we had a great, great presentation. It went really well. Uh, some people worked harder than others. It's a project. Uh, as it goes, I was probably smack in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like it's like two that worked. It's like two that worked really, really hard. Two that didn't work really, really hard. Yeah. and I'm smack in the
0: middle. Of course, as always, um, as it happens.
1: But uh, some chaos going on. Yeah, outside. something's going on in the background. I don't Everyone's know. really just excited to be here in the other studio. What is I guess this, is this like Studio A or B? Or? Okay, is
0: this is Studio A. That's Studio B right there. So I
1: feel like that one's first.
0: Well, this one's the one that's on air. That one isn't. That's oh, why. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> But going to... Um, but, but, but... Make your, so so we did doing, quiet, so we're yeah, doing we're project. <laughs> we're doing this. You and I are way too bad at that. No, we're hard. Um, so
1: so we're doing this project. And, and obviously, you're talking about uh, marketing to a younger generation. Yeah. Influencer culture mm-hmm. is huge. Yeah. So you remember growing up youtube we still watch
0: youtube but oh different. yeah YouTube it was, was different you know yeah people it was a lot more raw but back a lot in the day. these
1: days people um get attached to influencers mm-hmm. their personalities mm-hmm. people want to be vloggers people want to be filmmakers photographers adventurers that jack kind murphy of thing. he's successful this is <laughs> different. Um, i feel personally and this is probably an extremely cynical outlook but hear me out yeah that that can be extremely detrimental in terms of what we're talking about with people not knowing what they want to do because I, I think people, everybody, this isn't a new thing. Nothing's mm. new, but yeah. generationally, this is the medium we're discussing, right? Yeah. Is, is, is like YouTube and Instagram and, and kind of internet notoriety. Yeah. When you're talking about wanting to be famous, everybody wants to be famous, everybody wants to be an influencer, mm-hmm. that, I think, makes me think what's wrong with a mundane life? I I feel like that demonizes a more low-key, mundane sort of lifestyle. Where, like, the more I think about it and the more I'm trudging along through college and thinking about all these big ideas, you know, sometimes I get so stressed that I sit down and I go, I just kind of want to, like, work at a bar. Yeah. And, like, make an honest wage. There's nothing wrong about that. There's nothing
0: wrong about – I don't want to demonize nine-to-five jobs. Like, there's – La- my last podcast talked about creativity and um, with Jack, right? No, that was uh, no, that was my first one. Uh, the one last one I had was with my friend Andre, huh? and we talked about creativity. And I don't, I want to go back and talk about that because a lot of it, it's, it sounded like we're kind of demonizing nine to fives because we talked about corporate culture and how it's just not like an actual interaction like we're having right That's, now. Yeah, um, but. There's nothing wrong with working in nine to five. There's mm. nothing wrong with working in a corporate office if that's what gives you your fulfillment. And honestly speaking, I don't think there's really much fulfilling about becoming an influencer. Like you're basing your worth on people liking you off the internet. That's a horrible way to find meaning. People don't really opinion. take that into
1: consideration.
0: But uh, because we're young, we're not thinking of meaning, and right. that what goes back to the point. And I was look,
1: look. That's it's great
0: if yeah. you have a dream. Pursue it. Yeah, if of course. Work, absolutely. Right? If you
1: want to work your ass off for that. Yeah. You should absolutely should. If you have a vision, if it's unique, uh, let's let's <laughs> narrow it back. Yeah. Right? So, so so there are people who have a have a gift when it comes to photography. Yeah. When they have a business idea, these mm-hmm. Instagram models are brilliant. This, they, know the, the they know how to market themselves. The business model is proven, it but works.
0: it's not a fulfill. It's not a long term business model, though. It's a very good short term business model, but you know, it's like the Kardashians, for example. They're always doing something di- new. No,
1: but that's, that's what I'm saying is, once you break in, you diversify. Yeah, you have to be the, keeping keep on doing something new. That is the business model. And it's such it, a it, but once you're in, you just keep. Going. It's such a stressful but business the, model the, the, too. The, the, but, I, we don't we don't i don't want to talk you know oh, i don't want to talk about the logistics culture of yeah. culture yeah but, but i'm trying to use it as a jumping off point to say yeah. i think there are people younger people who you know there's a whole you know i'm not going to get into like you know basing your worth on your instagram likes that's yeah, yeah, a whole of course. different that's conversation a completely different. but conversation. but there are people who might think like this is what i'm supposed to do mm-hmm. Uh, think about when we were applying for colleges. I still think about this all the time. Yeah. How many people? You know, you're scoffing behind the back of the kid that's like, "I'm going to Suffolk. Yeah. Like, go to a real school. You but know
0: what he I'm he happens to be he or she happens to be the smarter person in the entire room of everyone else that's you, going you, to actual. You know, schools. you're saving money. Yeah. And then
1: you can pretty much you you, go anywhere. After two years, you can go wherever you want. You can if go, you go anywhere. If you work, yeah. You can transfer to any school you want. Or, um, I, we're not gonna start throwing names of people that we know. But yeah, like, of course. We we what, uh, a friend of ours. Um. Did Suffolk for two years, and then with the intention of going on, and then decided this isn't really for me, and is in the process of joining a union. Yeah, and I think like really simple work like that. Not to say these people are simple, you know? No, 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 not at all. But like, but, but maybe they just want a simpler lifestyle, and I think that's enviable. Honestly, I I think there's nothing wrong with it. It's not just
0: enviable. I also, I kind of agree that I kind of want that simplicity in my life as well. But I feel as if. We, as the point I was trying to make before, we, us, when we were younger, and especially, I think, the generation right now that's young, that's, well, get, like, in their teens and whatnot, they're not taught responsibility and meaning in a way that we should have been taught. And I'm not sure if people in the past were taught responsibility and meaning that well either, but they're just not taught priorities and how you're supposed to find your meaning in life. And it's not, but that's not really pushed on them. Mm. And it's why, I know you're not the biggest fan of Jordan Peterson. That's fine. It's not the end of the world. I
1: have no real big problem with him. I just don't. You don't, it, it, he's not for me.
0: That's fine. That's yeah. whatever. That's not the end of the world. But the reason why I find him so inspiring as a figure was yeah. because he's pushing that message of responsibility. responsibility. Yeah, just get them. it together. Stop being, stop being a mess. <coughs> stop making excuses for yourself and just get it together. I'm and sorry i sorry if I'm sniffing. I'm, I'm getting over a cold. That's fine. It's winter. It's, it's kind of December gross, 5th. It's gross happen. as hell. but the point i'm trying to make though is that we're not taught these things we're not pushed upon these things and the only reason i was kind of taught it with training in martial arts but that just gave me discipline more than anything it didn't really and it was a fulfilling meaningful endeavor and i want to get back into it obviously because of that but it's it's hard to find your purpose and it's even harder to find your purpose when we're not told that your purpose should be something that gives you meaning it's not it shouldn't be something that's That instantly gratifies you. It should be something that, in the long term, you can see yourself feeling. Good about and legitimately right. good about feeling like you did something that's not only good for yourself but good for the people around you and therefore good for society as a right. whole. Because after all, we do live in a society. We do
1: live in a society. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I I've avoided saying that like four times. It almost slipped out. But we do somewhere. though.
0: I can't. You can't avoid it, especially when talking about mundane it's societal me- it's, things. You know what's
1: fascinating, and then we'll get right back on topic. Yeah. You know What's fascinating <laughs> about that meme? We can get off topic. It's not that. What's big fascinating though. about that meme is it started out. Making fun of a certain group of people. It was pretty ironic, who were very yeah. dramatic about that, that yeah. kind of thing. It was a Joker Dark Knight meme. Yeah. Before this new Joker m- movie even came out. Yeah. And then it was revitalized. But what's so funny is it, 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 it sort of uh, tied itself to the kind of societal elements that the new Joker movie was highlighting. Yeah. That when you say we live in a society, it's not, it's a joke, but people know what you mean. People do know. And what you it's mean. almost impactful now. I think that's amazing.
0: It's kind of crazy how that went from being ironic to unironic. It's pretty quickly. Fascinating to me. Honestly, it's pretty cool. But uh, the point... Excuse me. Oh, that was disgusting. <laughs> I <laughs> feel less bad about the- <laughs> That was terrible. <laughs> that was gross. But <laughs> the internet... I don't care what anyone says. I mean, other people can think differently. Think differently, whatever. Getting 100,000 likes on your photo is not a fulfilling way to live your life. It just isn't.
1: See, yeah, you're, you're right, but... But what I'm the, – the, the, the argument around that is if, if – that's your job. Yeah. If, if, if you're somebody who's trying to make money off of branded sponsorships and you get 100,000 likes on your photo, that's a huge milestone. That's true. Because that now true. You've, you've broken into a new class of uh, advertisers. That's who true. Now yeah. you know, you're going to be making a little bit more money for sponsored posts and yeah. stuff like that. So when you're, when you're talking about Instagram models and that not being like a legitimate – business or anything like that
0: I mean it is I obviously, obviously know, no, no, no. is I'm obviously I, wrong it's you, legitimate business of course but
1: but it's 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 just they're not to say they're suckers but <laughs> but, but like you see um you see girls that have excuse me now I'm burping look at you yeah. uh you see you see some 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 of these models who have like say 100 to 200,000 followers they're yeah. a little bit smaller um than like your 50, 80 million Kardashians. Yeah, um, but there are dudes in these comments who are commenting like they're really going to get a response. That's true. Which is sad, and but, all but, commenting but it, horny stuff but too. It works for the model, for the business. Model. Well, because sex sells. And for that model that is the business model. Yeah, um, that's true. Sex sells. There so are, that's du- why. There, but there are people who. And let's let's ground this conversation yeah. something a little bit more tangible. Yeah. Uh, is, is any of these smaller influencers? Think about a YouTuber who's got say fifty thousand subscri- uh, subscribe or fifty thousand mm-hmm. uh, Instagram followers. Their fans feel like, oh, this is a smaller influencer mm-hmm. that I relate to. Yeah. And if I comment, this person is reading my comments. Yeah, they're not, they're not. They're only getting like a couple thousand. Yeah, of so course. They're scrolling through and this and that. So this you know this category of like micro influencers, which was half my project this yeah. morning. Um, it's it's probably the future of advertising. It's and I told out. you we would get on this goddamn tangent. Yeah, I don't. But, oh, but, what was it? We, the, let's but, look, let's get back to on. on but path. I think that there are people who think that that is attainable for everybody, and it's just I not. think it's a dangerous idea to make everybody believe that you they can do should this. be Instagram famous kind of thing.
0: I agree with that. I also. I, I remember Earl Sweatshirt tweeted something back when I – it was back when I – it was a while ago. It, I think I was like a junior or senior in high school. Can I wait? I just want to say something just so what? I
1: don't come off as too condescending here. What? Um, <laughs> any of – all of these points that I'm making, and yeah. I imagine you can relate to this, mm-hmm. are, are coming from my own sort of insecurities about my future and my career. Uh, no, I, I agree I'm with you. I'm thinking like, you know, oh, I'm in advertising. I'm going to create the next big thing, and I'm going to work for this big agency. But yeah. Like, we're all in the same boat here, dude. What, I know, but, like, what if it's – okay? but that that brings me back to, like, nope, not everybody can end up doing that. Yeah. And what if it's just okay to, you know, move to somewhere and have a small family and live – not like a like a poverty life where I'm, like – But know, you're fine, but though. Like, but like you just have enough to get by, you know, a little where extra, too. at 5 or 6 o'clock I go home yeah. and I'm not checking emails. Yeah. I'm not worrying how my – campaign is
0: doing or something like that. Yeah.
1: My work stays
0: at work. I
1: can go to all my son's baseball
0: games. Exactly. And that's fulfilling, though. That's That's legitimately fulfilling.
1: And I but I think it's also easy to get caught up in what we find fulfilling. That's true, too. These things. These things are really, really fluid and they can go either way. They can go
0: either way. And a lot of people don't real. it's very easy to get caught up in either mundanity in terms of, oh, I'm not getting as many likes on this photo. Oh, my God, what's happening or mundanity, and you're caught up in doing a nine to five, going home to your wife that probably doesn't like you at this point, <laughs> your son that you spoiled too much and now doesn't want to talk to you. Well, let's and get a let's let's. This let's is a very a, cynical outlook. I'm well, right but, now. But, but, but <laughs>
1: I think people's goals need to shift in a way that's like, how can I find a job yeah. that's fulfilling to me, not making me five hundred thousand dollars a year, yeah, but. I have I'm I'm not poor or I'm not like i having a hard time getting by. Yeah. I'm around for my family. Um and my work is meaningful. Yeah. Th- there are things like that. You just got to, you know, kind of go Life out in and itself is a
0: it. is a balancing act and it, it, we all have trouble with that balancing act cuz we're flawed monkeys, of course. But <laughs> it, it's you got to make your meaning central to your existence in some way. And obviously you got to put that aside sometimes in order to well, make money or uh, i don't know just do things that you need to do because you have certain obligations but you still again at the end of the day it has to be central to all of this and i really truly do believe that we're not taught that enough in today's world and that's a huge problem it's wh- i think It's i think it's a lot of the reason why we're so depressed today because we have everything we could possibly ever want in this world we're not we're not going to we got Okay, so not too That's long ago.
1: terrifying.
0: It is terrifying to think that. Honestly. Not that long ago, we were, we were basically hunters and gatherers that were getting mauled by bears left and right. <laughs> not that long ago. I sound like Joe Rogan right now. Right. N- Have not- you tried DMT? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're not going to get into that right now, at least.
1: <laughs> well, I didn't think... I, so, I, so when you made that point, I was on yeah. board until you went all the way back to hunter-gatherers. But, yeah. but the point I'm trying to make is like... Um, I want you to say what you were going to say about Earl sweatshirt, but that's but that example. Yeah. Um, look at Odd Future. They realized, oh, we don't need to, you know, we don't need to, you know, start uh, selling CDs on the street or like do some Wu Tang shit and like yeah. go down to. Did uh, you watch any of the Showtime Wu Tang? I haven't seen it yet. They were talking about how they got um, a giant box of Thirty Six Chambers albums. Or no, I think it was just. Uh, I think it was just Protect Your Neck um, single uh, records, like vinyls. Yeah. And he w- – uh, one of these guys – I don't know. It was one of their um, managers or publishers went down to a record shop yeah. and was like, buy this crate. And the guy was like, no, you guys – I don't know who the hell you guys are. Mm-hmm. He was like, okay. So he left, came back with the crate, and uh, put it down and was like, I got that new Wu-Tang. And everybody, on the, uh, everybody in the shop – Heard the single on the radio, yeah. But was looking for the record. They, they didn't have the record, so he started selling. So he it had to to a him right there in I the see. record yeah. shop, and the dude was like, "Okay, I'll buy the box." You know, yeah, I'll sell I got you. Records. Yeah. Our um, future was like, we, we don't have to do that. We could just in, we could upload our shit yeah. to, to forums and blogs. Do I remember and all this
0: discovering stuff. like the music video for Earl on right. YouTube and whatnot? Because right. um, it was because Artie Singer told me about it. But you it. could, I love that kid. <laughs> I, <think he's laughs> seen, right I haven't seen him well a while. Shout out to him. I hope he's doing well. But but
1: but that. As we grew up, yeah we had that same mentality. It's the same thing on the YouTube side. It's all over the internet yeah. culture where this idea that we can do anything if we put our shit on the internet and we work for it and this and that, when we don't see immediate success with that stuff, it demolishes our self worth. Yeah. In our art yeah. in our in our how many things have you and I tried that and just, we've been like, this isn't going to work Well, out.
0: failure is also – I feel another thing. We're not really taught that failure is really vital to kind – of constructive. It's constructive and also you've got you to gotta be able to delay your own gratification. Because yeah. if you can't, then you're just always going to be disappointed in yourself because most things aren't instantly gratifying. Seeing people get famous at 15 and 16 – It scares me.
1: It, but, but it makes you think like, did that kid ever fail? If they're that successful that early, did they grind for it? Which, well, see which where they are when they're 30. Which well, That's not the point. What I'm trying to yeah. say is <laughs> that, that, that doesn't make you think um, that that person worked any harder. Yeah. It just makes you think, oh, I'm not doing something right. Right, it's on and me. then, yeah, you start so, getting self-conscious on so yourself. So it's not a knock on these people that have actually made it and found the, yeah great for them. I'm concerned about kids who feel like the fact that they didn't immediately find that success means that they're never going to.
0: On top of the fact that we have that problem with we're not able to delay our own gratification and we're not taught how to actually properly find meaning, we're also taught to compare ourselves, to feel like, a lot to everyone else. Maybe not taught it, but it's something that we inadvertently do, and I'm sure people in the past have done it too, but I feel as if with social media and all these other pressures on us with the Internet in particular, it's not really pressures, but things around us, uh, it's it's very easy to compare yourself with other people and get caught up in that nonsense and whatnot. But the point I was trying to make with Earl was Earl said something about... Earl Sweatshirt tweeted something about how not everyone should be a rapper. Some people should be doctors and lawyers yeah. and doing things like that. And those just because are, you
1: like rap music
0: doesn't, doesn't mean, you mean you should make it. It r- just not mean you should make it, not yeah. at all. And just because you got surgery once doesn't mean you should be a <laughs> surgeon. <laughs> but we need more people doing things like this. These are very honorable, meaningful jobs. Yeah. There. are a lot of work, obviously. Being a lawyer is not easy. Being a doctor is definitely not that easy either. But they're I very have
1: so much respect. Whenever I run yeah. into somebody and they tell me their major, and I'm like, "You tried?" You're yeah, like, that's nuts. Yeah, that's a foreign concept. Seeing like
0: a computer science major, like, "Oh, Dude, every really?" Time I talk
1: to Mike, and he's like, "Oh no, I can't." You know, I've been stressed. I haven't slept in days. I uh, doing... What our friend
0: he's Mike? What is? What is he again? He's a he's mechanical an electrical electrical engineer. He, he, mechanical I think resource. he
1: started. He might have started as mechanical. Yeah. Um, like like if you put those two curriculums in front of me, I'd be like, "That's the same thing." Yeah. Uh, but but he works his ass off. Yeah, no, he and does. Sometimes it kind of makes me, you know. Now as we're getting toward the end, and I'm actually working, like I'm actually, mm-hmm. I actually have hard things to do in my major. Yeah, of but course. it took three years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, but but seeing him over these years has kind of made me a little bit insecure. Like, am I actually doing something worthwhile if it's this actually, easy, or like I am I doing saying. something wrong? Yeah.
0: But going to the point I was making before about um, Earl and how more people need to be doing these things, I feel like a lot of people also, they don't really learn unless if they fail yeah. really badly. And I, I wrote down, because I write down pointers occasionally while we're talking. Um, Shabib,
1: that feels very productive <laughs> and healthy. I don't I l- know why you're to be. for it. I try to be. Shabib, I feel like the chocolate rain guy every time I walk. <laughs> turn from away from the, from the mic so to I breathe. can uh, sniffle and I keep exhale. breathing
0: into my mic. I can't do anything about it. Though. It's right out of my face. But... Um, I wrote down Ben Askren because Ben Askren wow. Ben Askren if, if for those who don't know he was 19 and he's an, a retired mixed martial arts fighter who was 19 and 0 very recently retired as very two recently. weeks ago yeah not too long ago but he was 19 and 0 before After getting it, his face smashed <laughs> in in two <laughs> seconds by uh, Jorge Masvidal, Jorge Masvidal. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here's what happened right so Ben Askren went 19 and 0 in uh, some of the top organizations but none of them being the UFC which is what everyone knows right He retired for two years, and then he came back, started talking smack to everyone and anyone in uh, the welterweight division, controversially won one fight against Robbie Lawler, then got knocked out in what happens to be the fastest knockout in UFC history. In five seconds.
1: Which is one of those cases where it would have been faster, but it's one of those things it where, like, a been couple two seconds. seconds were added on because the ref had to make yeah, sure he was Yeah, it was actually. basically a two-second
0: knockout, though. And then died that night. Yeah, he, he essentially, he's a ghost Not now. Not just
1: his career, that man
0: died Died. That night. And then he got submitted by Damian Meyer in his next fight. But the point I'm trying to make, I though— I cannot
1: believe he came back that fast.
0: I mean, I'm not that that surprised. Cause it's he not took like he
1: was that tired from that one. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he just <laughs> suffered a concussion, <laughs>
0: some severe brain damage. Yeah, but the point I'm trying to make, though, is that you need – because Ben Askren talked a lot of smack and thought that he was at that level That's of the, game, the UFC. Bro. It is the game. But the point I'm trying to make, though, is that well, oftentimes you need that very brutal smack in the face. And yeah, I feel as humbling. if – It's humbling. It's very humbling, and I feel as if people today, young people in particular, do not get that.
1: Well, what about – um? What's that guy's name? Joe Rogan has him on all the time. Uh, Brendan. Uh, Brendan Schaub. Oh, Brendan Schaub. Yeah, That's Brendan Schaub is another example. example another it's a example too, because same thing.
0: Well, also he got saved by Joe because Joe told him on his podcast, "Hey, you're gonna suffer even more severe brain damage than you are. You're not that well, good at this." Well, Joe said this Stop straight this. to to his face. He yeah, said, straight to his face. Yeah. This
1: isn't for everyone. Yeah. If you're not in this 100. You can't do this. You're gonna get hurt, and it's gonna be for nothing. Yeah. Some of these dudes in boxing and MMA. They recognize that if they go the distance and they're, the, they're really good at what they do, they're not going to walk out of it without brain damage.
0: They all, they all know it. But Everyone knows their, it.
1: But if their dream is to hold that belt up and they don't care about the consequences... Yeah. The they're consequences willing to make that sacrifice. Damned, yeah. Like that, if, if, if that's, they want to be remembered. Yeah, but... People. Why is this moving like this? Okay. I don't
0: know. But <laughs> that's another reason why I love training in martial arts because it's very much a meritocracy. There's yeah. no... You can't... Very
1: few things are.
0: Very few things are. You can't... You're not going to get a participate... If you get a participation th- trophy... Dana
1: White's son isn't going to get a belt.
0: Yeah, no. Because he's Dana White's, <laughs> White's son. If, he's going to get a belt dude, because he works his ass. Out. I did a grappling tournament once, and I got a particip... I got fourth place, All right. Mm-hmm. It was fourth place out of eight people. So, I didn't do bad, but I definitely didn't do great. Smack in the middle. Like smack in the middle. I got... I, that the first two matches, I... What was it? I went off. I... What was it? Submitted the two people, like... Uh, I No, it wasn't, it wasn't a grappling tournament. It was a judo tournament. Um, the first two matches threw, threw these people around, just ragdolled them. And the next three matches, I got ragdolled. I got absolutely mauled by people that were obviously... Was this? How old were you? I was 13 or 14. No, I was 14. I was 14 years old. So this was... Eighth grade. Uh, was this before or after we did wrestling? Uh, this was right after i think should be right after
1: you and me doing wrestling in eighth <laughs> grade feels like a fever wrestling dream. was also a smack in the that face does too because feel like a real time that happened wrestling feels like a smack in the you face as well and singlets yeah yeah. and
0: me bleaching my hair yeah but because i
1: have red hair it came out green yeah
0: that was a time that was a time not to get too sidetracked though but wrestling's also another example too because i didn't win a single match that season yeah and I got disqualified. Right? <sighs> what was it? I told the kid to go to fuck, fuck himself. himself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> I clearly was not cut out for that. But and like I've competed in martial arts tournaments. Some of them have been very successful. In others, I've gone last place before. That's fine, though. That's part of it. You grow from it. And because I've gotten last place, because I've gotten my not ass kicked during I'm that. Myself I, 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 I know. <laughs> <laughs> because I've gotten my ass kicked, though, in these situations, it taught me a lot. It also, it taught me, first of all, not to keep ducking my head the way I was because I kept getting kicked in the face. and Well, that so but
1: very, very literal example. Very literally like that. taught me Because things. some people will be like, yeah. you know, if you want to be a photographer, if you think that your shit is great and then you, you give a photo to some I don't know, let's just say you're an artist and you're trying to get into a, uh, a yeah. gallery or something. You give them the paint, they're going to say, that was like a kick in the face to my career. Yeah. If you're doing martial arts... You're literally getting kicked li- in the face. If you mess, <laughs> up, It's literally a kick in the face.
0: It's high level, as Joe Rogan says, high level problem solving with dire physical consequences. <laughs> yeah. And they are very dire when they happen <laughs> to you. They suck. But you learn from it. Literally, you learn from it as in, hey, don't duck your head like this. Duck your head straight down. And also, more importantly than that, it's like, okay, I'm not on that level maybe i will never maybe i will get on that level but if i want to be on that level i clearly have to improve my game and unfortunately a lot of people today they they'll like i remember seeing a, I remember one of my cousins um she was ranting to me cuz we were talking about pc culture and she was ranting to me about how uh her son was in a soccer tournament mm-hmm. and no one the her son's team guy think, second or third place They think get first but they got second or third and every they didn't get, like, an individualized trophy for their position. Everyone got the same participation trophy. Even first place? Even first place. Every single person. It didn't matter. How old were the kids? I think there were, like, eight.
1: Okay. See, if, it's like, if you're, like, three-year-olds, I think there's nothing wrong with that.
0: No, I think you <laughs> should t- – I, I mean, you shouldn't obviously tell a three-year-old if they lost, Hi, you suck, but yeah, <laughs> at I, the same but time. But, <laughs> I, I, so, I think you need to teach them when they're young, though. You need to get instilled on people. Look – you got to get your merit up if you want to show people that you're good at something you have to actually be good at it you have to improve your skills and you're going to sho- be shown that you're not
1: sometimes that's why sports are so important for they're everybody. very important very like, very important you know, get in shape and this and that it keeps and like you discipline and all that off yeah. steam when you're a kid and you're, yeah. like, and you're not bouncing off the wall <laughs> yeah, you're focusing better in school things like that it's amazing what uh, athletics and the arts can do for you oh yeah 100%. but but the more I learn, the more UFC that I watch, mm-hmm. the more I get to go behind the scenes and and do so much like uh, research and watch like all these videos of um, all of these fighters telling their stories yeah and, like, all, all these things it, it makes me feel that martial arts in some capacity are almost an essential part of, of, of teaching somebody that first of all they're not the best at everything. How to work hard and improve, oh yeah, and just the discipline,
0: like I was telling you yesterday, uh we were discussing martial arts and how it kept me from going off, off I was going down a path when I was in middle school, i didn't end up really going that far down this well, path.
1: you got caught at the right time,
0: yeah, I got caught at the right when I started training it's martial arts was you met this guy <laughs> yeah, that is true honestly that's true I'm just playing. Well, I'm no, just right playing. Around, I'm not even joking it's right a around the time <laughs> it is a coincidence honestly, but Um. Right around the time I started training martial arts was when I I was hanging around some people that weren't really the best people, and like I got no, I only got love for those people and whatnot. But I'm do Do it. (laughs) No, but and martial arts is what kept me from really, real. It made me realize, like, look, you shouldn't be hanging around these people. You're better than this, and also. You can do a lot more with yourself than what you think. And Mm -hmm. it gave me discipline. It gave me all this anger and pent-up emotion that I didn't even realize I had at the time uh, was let out in martial arts. Mm -hmm. And it was very humbling also when I would go to a tournament and be like, oh, I'm about to beat the shit out of this person. Are you kidding me? And I get head kicked in 10 seconds. (laughs) You know, that happened to me once. I got, it was, it was only, uh, you know how karate sparring is? It's point sparring. All yeah. right. So like you hit them, you reset. I actually am familiar. Okay. So you hit them, you reset. All that. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm more surprised than you are. So like I got this guy with a jab and it, it was cool and whatnot. I was like, all right, all right, let me keep going. And then he just head kicked me and I fell to the ground. Dude, that's it wasn't even like, it was he didn't knock me out as I lost my consciousness, but my legs just gave <laughs> out immediately. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was, it was one of the scariest things that's ever happened to me. But it really humbled me because I thought I was all this and all that. And a lot of people, going back to the po- the point about mundanity, I'm losing my breath as I'm speaking. That's not good. It's, you're so excited. <laughs> Where's your water? Take a it's, drink. I'm going to take a drink in five minutes. We're almost done. But <laughs> going back to the point I was saying about mundanity, um, I was talking about how I got kicked in the face. and that uh, Before going into that, I was really uh, high on myself. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to beat the hell out of this person. It was because the person was smaller than me and like i had a lot longer of a reach so i thought i was just going to be fine we and that's have it never
1: read david and goliath no clearly
0: and <laughs> i got i got beat up and a lot of people today they think that they've been placed on this pedestal either by their parents by society whatever but they're placed on this pedestal of you're special you're this and you're that and it in a lot of ways yes you should feel special you should feel like you have your worth your but that's not
1: not raise you up telling you Shabib just so you know reminder you ain't shit but but yeah, of it's course. T- but it's, it's it's important to remind your kids like look you can be yeah. the best at what you do, but it's going to take blood sweat and tears you have to you, you have to, have to emphasize that can though yeah. it's
0: not that you are already
1: and like and when it comes to this idea that like everybody wants to feel like they're the priority, yeah. they're the best, that's where a parent comes in and says, no matter what happens, you are my priority yeah of you course. are the most you are the best to me because you're my son, and yeah, I love of you, course, course of thing. course but you know if you want to prove yourself to everyone else
0: you got to actually do you're
1: it gonna, you're going to you're going to have to earn that respect yeah
0: and unfortunately that because that is not taught to people i feel as if a lot of people are stuck in trying to find their meaning because they don't know where to look because they were never really smacked in the face like that they, they never, never had they never had reality smack them in the face real quick and tell yeah. them hey you They're could okay. be something but right now you ain't shit and i think that's
1: it's a generational thing in a lot of ways it is I think it is
0: it is i I think it's it de- i don't know if it's in the past generations, this has been the way, but it definitely exists a lot in this generation and I'm very thankful that I had experiences that taught me otherwise but it, it's it's a hard thing to really it's a hard thing to really teach to people too because you don't want to see the people that you love get hurt, but a lot of times they need to. So they need to be smacked in the face in a way, yeah. not actually physically smacked, but they need something to happen to they them. They need to to kicked to the head. They need kicked to the head. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they need to get knocked out real quick. Whether and it's
1: metaphorical or literal, lit- that's for
0: them to figure out. Exactly, man. and it's hard though. It's a hard. It's a hard lesson to learn. But when you look back on it, like when I was when I was fourteen, that happened to me. I was pissed. Yeah. I was tight. Yeah. You have no idea how pissed I was. But afterwards, though, when uh, looking back on it now it's it's like okay well that it really taught me something it really showed me hey you really you, you got to learn from your mistakes man and we don't let kids make their make enough mistakes therefore we're not they're not going to find their meaning because they're not willing to make more right and when they do make more it instantly depresses them
1: tie it back to the uh, mundanity theme mundanity it's theme. there, it's there.
0: um <laughs> well we got a little off topic but People get caught up in their own nonsense, their own egos, their own self-righteousness. And then something happens to them that makes them depressed. Yeah. And they get caught up in life suffering. And then the mundanity of life. Even people who think that they're level-headed and they have it together and whatnot oftentimes get caught up in the mundanity. And then when they're 30, they're thinking to themselves, what did I do? Yeah. Where did it go wrong? Where did it go wrong? That's never a good feeling either. No. You don't want to get caught up in the feeling of where did it go wrong. But it's a balancing but act. I,
1: you know – I think a lot. I think a interesting thing with our generation. I know we got to wrap up. But, yeah, yeah, we got. Um, we're making a lot of these mistakes and coming to a lot of these really important and profound realizations. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do it now, at yeah. twenty twenty one, yeah. twenty two, but better than forty.
0: That's true. That's very true.
1: Because if you want to make a drastic life altering decision, if you want to be like screw it. Everything's terrible. You I'm can't – it's a lot harder to do a 40. It's hard to do when you have a family.
0: Yeah, that's true. You know? You can't really do that when you have but a like family. But,
1: like, we're in a position right now. You're in a position right now. You're done with school in less than two weeks. That's true. You can do whatever you want, whatever you need to do to kind of set your mind right, figure out where you want to go. And it's not like mm-hmm. – it's not like you have to make a decision and, oh, I'm here till I'm 65. It's very true. You can – you know, you can – Work a low-level job until you're 25, and then something comes up, or whatever you, can do whatever you want. And that's the thing: it, people think that that mundanity of life, that that simple life, is really like threatening. It's but if you're though. comfortable with yourself, if you feel like you have a path,
0: if you know who you are, if
1: you if you're comfortable with, if you find the way to be confident in your own decisions, you can figure it out. Absolutely, and you can figure it out later. Yeah. It, people think like oh I'm going to make a decision at 21 and then that's it and I'm going to be miserable later but if you wait until you're like 25 and you know what you want to do maybe you won't f- regret you gotta experiment later. though you gotta yeah.
0: experiment with other things and they're going to be mundane a lot of those things are going to be mundane but you don't want to be a slave to the mundanity of life you also don't want to be a slave to yourself
1: make it a slave to you
0: that's a good way of looking at and it. I don't, I don't know if slavery is the best no, it never li- is. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's way of looking at it. Make it work for pay for you. Yeah, that's better. A system,
1: you're trying to take a system that sometimes feels like it's always putting you down. Yeah. Um, the system of, you know, I'm just another slave to the corporate machine. Yeah. Um, I think we're getting kicked out. You know,
0: we, we, they got a show coming on, so okay, finish yeah. your thought. Finish but, your life.
1: Hey, you know you have to you have to take these things as opportunities, not you know these things are jobs, not careers. You can do yeah. whatever you got to do. Yeah. My dad always says that to me. I can't believe I just
0: you just quoted brett uh, I just quoted Bob, Bob Farrell. Farrell. Turn it into my father. Shout right? out to Bob Farrell.
1: He's gonna end up listening to this. I think.
0: Well, shout out to him. We're ending it off now, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Shabib, don't um, get caught up in the mundanity. Don't life. get caught up in the mundanity. Shabib, yeah. It was nice to sit down with you, Shabib. Thanks, Brendan. On Sit Down with Shabib. It was nice to have you as a guest on Sit Down with Shabib.
1: Is this your last show?
0: Um, Probably not. I'll probably do some more. But, like, they're not going to be consistent, though, because I well, have. You're graduating. Yeah, I'm graduating, so. Is this
1: your last uh, show as a student at St. John's?
0: Either last or second to last. I'm not sure.
1: Make it your last. I want to feel special. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean there's gonna I'll be other... get caught up in the mundanity of life.
0: You don't want to get caught up in the mundanity of life. I mean, I'll upload more, though, either way. Yeah. But... Yeah, guys, don't get caught up in the mundanity, um, but get after it though. Don't be, don't be a little bitch. All right, I shouldn't say that. We're on college radio, but be, whatever. Thank guys. you,
1: thank you very much for having me on. I appreciate
0: it as always, man. All right, we're out. Peace.
1: Good night.